Just trying to have myself a real good time Smoke a little loud and get a real good high Ain't nobody tripping, it's a real good vibe I love it when I get the chance to be a good guy With all this shit going on right now I'm happy to be alive and free I keep God first and I try so hard But the devil keep on trying me Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to No Boundaries Podcast, where the facts are facts and pins hurt people's feelings. As always, it's Jay, and for the next 15 minutes, it's Welly before I beat his bitch ass. Wow. And ladies and gentlemen, we have our very first podcast collabo. We're here with the WWFLIP, I had to look at the sign, when we feel like it podcast, because they broadcast when the fuck they feel like it, representing WWFLIP is the one and only now, Shunk. Appreciate y'all for having me, man. Just glad to be here, chopping it up with y'all boys, man. That's it. I need to, I need you to be witness from when I whoop Welly ass too, because I, I know he not gonna talk about it because he in the gym all the time and he think he Mister Get Bad. This nigga be in the gym doing old fashioned workouts. And shit, man. <laughs> this nigga be in the gym doing jumping jacks and shit, man. I don't like this nigga at all, bro. I think we should jump this nigga. Actually, <laughs> that is the plan. That's why this is gonna be a short episode, dog. I ever tell you about the time this nigga hit me in my motherfucking arm, and I got a fucking had a frog for like ten minutes. No, when no. I was young, bro, I, we was we was doing something, and I, I I was running, and then like you just punched me in my fucking arm, fool. I don't know why, but I remember that shit, and that shit fucking hurt. And at that moment, I realized that small motherfuckers don't underestimate them, because I used to see my, small motherfuckers just be like, I whoop his little ass, but they didn't punch me. I was like, okay, it's the, I, I gotta get to the gym now. And so, you've been in the gym ever since. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And still getting your ass whooped. I doubt it, though. I doubt it, man. It'll be a, it'll be a good try, though. I mean, you gotta, you know, that's a, that's a part of success. You fail sometimes. This nigga be lifting <laughs> organic weights and shit, man. <laughs> the best weights, though. <clears throat> What's up, man? Chilling, man. I mean, how do I say this? I mean, we we talk about it off air. The fact that you know doing a, a solo podcast is is. It's pretty fucking tough. And to be honest with you, the only uh, solo podcasts that I know of that I listen to are usually, you know, you know, the celebrity types. And I guess it's because they walk to the microphone with a lot of confidence and they know for a fact that people are listening. And a lot of times, even like a Bomani, if I'm not mistaken, Bomani Jones, he has it to where a, ch- a chat room is going. So yeah. he's not really by himself. Um, I don't even know how to get that shit popping. I mean, I don't know if you know how to get that shit popping to have a chat room going while you're doing your podcast. It's like a live, a live feed, kind of like he probably doing it off YouTube or something like that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, so yeah, man, that's, that that is, that is really tough, man. And I and like I said before, I mean, I I think you did a good job at it, but at the same time, I feel like as two podcasters or three podcasters, my bad, I forgot you were in here. As see three, what I mean? You see what I mean? <laughs> Don't even exist. <laughs> As three podcasters or two podcasts, I think it's just important, you know, like we get together more often. That way you don't have to feel that struggle of always being by yourself. But And like I said, I need you to be a buffer from time to time. <laughs> like you said, you listen, you see that he'd be on some other shit. 
need to balance it out. I mean, at the same time, you know, don't don't get me wrong. I be just saying some shit off the top of my head sometimes. I be fucking with people. And if you ain't growing up with me, you don't know if I'm just being a, a dick. But for the most part, you know, I, I be genuine with it, though. I'm, I'm, I, how many episodes we got? About 117 now? It should be 118 right 118. here. 118. And what episode about would this be for you? I want to say episode 18. <laughs> 15? Um, Hell no. I said 18. Oh. I'm a little nigga in the game. I mean, I know y'all niggas bougie. Y'all got commercials and shit on y'all shit. I don't... I'm just glad y'all had me, man. And when they say no boundaries, they really mean no boundaries. These niggas then took over my fucking place and shit. These niggas on my fine suede, all type of shit, man. I don't appreciate this shit, man. Y'all niggas... Y'all know boundaries niggas I, I, so much, I feel man. at home because I have I this exact same couch. <laughs> That's crazy. I, feel at I, home. Knew, I knew this was... The, I don't ever sit on that couch, but I knew this was the same couch, Yeah, you're man. not welcome on my couch. Uh, Fuck off. You got the bar stools for that. Them bar stools be hurting. I'm they comfortable. Hurt. That's right why now. I lean against the wall. I'm comfortable right now. I really appreciate this. Uh, if we sound different, it's because we actually feel better about our lives right now. I don't. This is crazy. Wow. My life. How you a weak man, bro? My life is in shambles. My life is always in shambles. Like, okay, what what is it? December now. It's officially December. December first. Is, um, it, is it AIDS month? Is World's AIDS month? This is AIDS month. Is H- it the month or you just get a day? Oh. I don't want any of it, but to just be honest, yeah. but I got yeah, you. I <laughs> just I was just wondering. I don't know. Let's see. I think out of twelve months in a year, my life is in shambles. About seven. Damn. You the most responsible nigga in this fucking room right now. I don't know. Low key, he is. Yeah, he is. And my shit's still in shambles. It's, it's tough, man. It's tough. How y'all feel about um George H W? That's random. But I just I'm just curious. I told you a long time ago when the wife died, you can die from a broken heart. Oh, that's true. That's true. It was just took. It was just a matter of time. That's true. And he was ninety four, so it really was just a matter of time. That boy was pushing, man. That boy was pushing. I know it's random, but I, I I brought it up because I had um watched Narcos season four. Uh, did you watch it yet? Did you watch it yet, Jay? No, I'm not finished. You're lying. You're not even started. I did start. Oh, all right. All right. You started it, Sean? No, nah, I haven't watched it yet. Okay. I, I personally think season four is a uh, Probably the second best season, or at least tied, just based off the fact that first, first and foremost, you're referring to Narcos Mexico. I don't get it because there's mean? Narcos. That's the whole um, Medellin cartel story with mm-hmm. Pablo Escobar and then the the people after him. Yeah, this Mexico is completely different. Like you said, this is marijuana and not cocaine. Uh, damn. What episode are you on? I'm like two. Okay. It's, that's not the case. Uh-huh. I don't know why they call it Narcos Mexico. That's that's why that's why this season is so good. Episode five is the best episode. And when you see the episode five, you'll understand why I'm saying this. And I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but I mean, I don't understand why they. I think the only reason they call it Narcos Mexico is yeah, is because it's taking place in Mexico. But it's still, it's really what it's. It's the birth of the DEA, and it's and it's the um. It's the turning point for the DEA. But at the end of the day, that's really what it's about when you think about it. It's it's everything from the DEA's perspective. But, you know, obviously they embellish some of the truth. You about to say something? No, nah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, nah, no. Nah, yeah, nah, like I said, man, I think I think the part that was cool to me the most was the fact that they gave you a lot of insight on how corrupt our government is. And in that era, obviously, it was Reagan Bush. And, man, like, Dog, in all honesty, that nigga Bush was a monster. He was like, he's like one of the biggest war criminals of all time. He's, I mean, his son ain't got shit on him, and like, I, and I, I just felt like the timing was kind of, was kind of ironic. That's why when I saw he died, I was like, wow, like, I'm almost certain that it's gonna be a lot similar to that movie. I don't know if y'all seen that movie, Chappaquiddick. 
about uh about Kennedy brother that um he drove that girl into a ditch and just left. Nope. I heard about that though, <laughs> yeah, but see, I haven't seen that movie though. Yeah, yeah, it happened in Chappaquiddick, New Jersey, I believe. And um the dude uh was it Ted Kennedy? Is Ted it was it was I want to say it was the one that was in uh it was a New York Center. Well, I guess they all they were all new from New York. But one night uh before he uh, announced his uh run for presidency, he was in there with this, I forgot this woman's name, but this woman was um, a part of his campaign. And uh, he had got real drunk, uh, so he says. And then they went out to like this little shore or whatever, and um, they were chilling, they were talking. And I think, I, I, the uh, speculation is that he got this girl pregnant and he killed her. But yeah, 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 yeah. Kennedy's ruthless, man. They still ain't as ruthless as the Bushes and the Clintons, but them Kennedy's ruthless. Um, so. He, I want to say that when she, when they got in the car, they was headed back, and they veered off the road. They flipped off the, they flipped off. The the, the car went landing on on its uh on its roof. Uh, he got himself out of the seatbelt, swam out, and he left her in there. And the movie talks about what takes place for the ten hours that he didn't report the crime. If if, if he had just reported the crime right away, they would have been able to go down there and possibly get her. Um, Almost dead body and resuscitator, maybe, but she, yeah, they yeah he left her there for ten hours to die, and and and, and when that happened, um, it was just so much it was so much funny shit that occurred in those ten hours to make him look like a fucking retard to the point where he's like, yeah, you, you can't run for president, bro. It's just, don't waste your time. You're not gonna get this. But he always ma- maintained his Senate seat. So when you think about politics. Kind of how, like you were talking about on your episode, how it's not really when you vote in like these elections. Like that shit is almost meaningless when you have a, a known killer that is maintaining a Senate seat for almost thirty years and he never gets moved. It's like, damn, what power do the people really have when we know we don't want a murderer in the seat? But like I said, that's just that to me. That I, I feel like when these um, overglorified politicians finally die, in in Bush's case, I think a lot of shit is gonna open up. Like, for real. So, in the next coming weeks, you're going to probably hear a lot of shit, especially about the war on drugs, which was absolute bullshit. Where did you watch the movie at? Uh, I watched uh, Fire Stick, man. I've been cheap lately, man. That's why I'm so behind on movies. I'm, well, actually, uh, Chapel Quiddick is on Netflix. My bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, Chapel Quiddick is on Netflix. It's... It's it's on the bottom of my list of recommendations, man. If yeah, because you, you know where it'll be punking people with his Netflix, <laughs> with his Netflix playlist and stuff. Have you checked he, out everything? He, out? he spent fifteen minutes firing me up because I hadn't watched shit on Netflix. I don't like that shit. But you won't be doing nothing else, Jay. Bro, I actually don't watch a lot of TV. Oh, I, I watch sports, but other than that, I really don't watch a lot of TV. Hmm. I've started I, I've started reading self help books. Oh Jesus Christ! That's one thing I always think about all these best selling authors and everything. Where are these niggas who are reading all these books at? I haven't met none of these niggas. Bruh, I, I mean... Where are these well-read niggas at? Where are you? That, I would like to meet you. Pause. I, I get, that is that is an interesting question because they, they be New York bestsellers within the first couple of days. And like by the time I get the book, it says New York bestseller on it. I'm like, hold on. like This is crazy. Like, it's because nobody's buying books. That, so you, you move 50,000 units, you're the, you're the number one bestseller. Shit, Michelle, she she did that two million in one Michelle, week. Yeah, she did. Yeah, you know? She did numbers. numbers. She, yeah, she did, man. Um, I guess by the time I see her book in person, it's gonna say New York bestseller <laughs> on it. But that's a good ass question, man. Because the funny thing about Michelle's book is a lot of people are like, oh, you got to get this book. You got to read it. You got to read it. 
The book just came out. <laughs> I know you're not finished. How you got to tell me I got to read it? That's a lot of pages, bro. That's a lot of pages. How many pages? More than 200. <laughs> and see, you see, I put, I put it out there on, on, on my IG, like, you know, hey, I need book recommendations. Did somebody recommend that one to you? Yep. Oh, okay. I just, I mean, I'm just not, the fact that, once again, these are overglorified politicians in my eyes. Uh, I don't care if it's Superhead's book. I don't care if it's Brittany Renner's book. These Slo- are- hey, Superhead is a saint. She did a lot for the community. <sighs> If you could only feel that sarcasm, though, God, I mean, she she was a part. Of, I mean, I hate to use this word. I'm actually starting to hate to use this word, but she is the culture as far as like she's birthed that that culture that Amber Rose is trying to elevate to this next level. That to me, it's just not working how she wants it to work. If you tell me she's the American dream, well, I'm walking out this fucking apartment. On the, on your last episode, <laughs> on your last episode. You're starting to kind of veer over and understand what I mean by the Kardashians or the American dream. That's not a good thing. Being nah, I know what you. I, I, yeah. be, I be fucking with you. Yeah, yeah. It's And it was funny. I don't know if anybody seen that Ariana Grande video. I didn't see it. I just seen snippets of it. Go ahead, Sean. Talk shit. Right, go ahead. <laughs> no, but I guess um, it was a, a remake of Mean Girls. Yeah. The Thank You Next. It was a remake of Mean Girls. And it had um, the Jenner mom. What's her name? Chris Jenner, right? Yeah. Yeah, she was in there and she was portraying the mom from Mean Girls, the you know, the wannabe hip mom. And um I just kinda feel like that's that's kinda where we are now. Like, there are way more moms like that and people always shit on Chris Jenner, but she prostituted out her kids <laughs> Oh god <laughs> to maintain to, to acquire that American dream. And there's a lot of people out there that are willing to do that shit. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like Chris Jenner's not the first. No. There are basketball dads, Ooh. football dads, cheerleader moms. Who's the goat? Beauty pageant moms. Who's the goat? Y'all know who the goat is. You talking about Joe Jackson? You know Joe Jackson the goat. <laughs> like he's like and people ignore that shit. But it's like, bro, like they really just as bad. Like Lavar is following the Joe Jackson blueprint mm, without the violence. Lavar Lavar was 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 oversaturated. He's really not that bad, bro. He's he's any. He's in, a, in this day and era, it's easy to get oversaturated, though. Yeah, he's a proud black dad. Like he beat out the Lamelo games. You know, I mean, he 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 took advantage of a system that has a short term memory. Like like you say it all the time. Like when you talk about how you don't like memes, but. That's what we that's what we love today. We want it short, fast, and sweet. And that's what LeVar came in and did. He took advantage of the fact that, oh, once I get a piece of this uh 15 minutes, I'm finna stretch this shit out. That's 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 the way. You don't and then you don't get too many Drakes that are gonna, you know, to me, I, I, I personally feel like Drake peaked a while back. Uh, a lot of people don't agree with me on that, but I feel like he peaked a while back. But it was it was timing involved in that. That made his fifteen minute stretch way longer than, it, well, respectably, it's you know it stretched out for as long as it needed to because, I mean, honestly, when you really compare him to the talent that's out there now, it's only like two or three people that you can say are literally they're better than him. Two or three people like it's, you really can't even argue like Kendrick is better than him, J Cole is better than him, but even though that's still that's still subjective, you know. But I'm saying like you could you could actually make those arguments. You can't say 6ix9ine is better than Drake. You can't say Meek Mill is better than Drake. But people will argue it. I just don't think I it's, know people that will argue that. I don't I, I haven't listened to the Meek yet, but I don't think that's the case. I just no. I don't even go ahead. I think Meek Mill's album is better than Drake's album, though. <clears throat> I don't necessarily think he's better a better artist than Drake though. 
if that makes any sense. Yeah, definitely. You know, if you go song for song, that's why, you know. Meek I, Mill's biggest song is going to be his Dreams and Nightmare intro and it, yeah. for the rest of his career. He yeah. will never have a bigger song than that. I can. Damn. He, he's not. Yeah. He's not. But I can, I can give you seconds. at least four or five Drake songs offhand that are better than that intro song. Damn. Yeah, yeah. That 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 touch you that touch you more. Pause. <laughs> no, That's I feel you way. though. I feel you though. Like, I, I there's no there's no doubt about it that when Dreams and Nightmare comes on for the next 15, 20 years, it's gonna be like a party like it's nineteen ninety nine or some shit. Like you're gonna fuck with it. I'm gonna play it at my wedding. You think so? I used to pray for times like this. Ah, oh, that is yeah, clever. Yeah, played at my clever. wedding. Wow. Yeah. Is your wife gonna accept that? If I marry who I'm supposed to, she will. Oh, wow, wow. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, when you get with your soulmate, they're supposed to accept you for you. So, if I say, "Hey, I want to play Dreams and Nightmares at my wedding," she was like, Shh, "I already put it on the playlist." Oh, that's what's up. That's Bay. How do y'all feel about having a wedding? Do y'all feel like it's necessary in today's time? Do y'all feel like y'all can? Do that or live up to the hype of what the women want in, Let's in terms start of the wedding? With Will. But me and Sean are, I mean, I agree with Sean on this. I mean, if y'all haven't listened to his episode where he talks about this, I mean, it's um it's what I would say, it's unnecessary. It's it to me, kudos to the people that can actually go out there and afford this fifty thousand dollar wedding. But I think that knowing that I stay in an era where bridezillas are a thing. Like, I don't want to know that I married a bridezilla. And you're going to find out. And it, it's it's levels to this bridezilla shit. I don't want to be in a situation where the woman loves me, loves the wedding more than she loves me. So, all in all, I think that if we're two like-minded people, instead of taking that 50 grand and wasting on... wasting. I mean, this goes back to last episode where I talk about how I don't really care for Friendsgivings, Thanksgivings, and ugly sweater parties. Um... I don't need a $50,000 ballroom full of people that I probably don't even fuck with. You know, that people that just, just want to be there or people I just want to shit on because of the fact I'm getting married. Like, look at me, bitch, I'm getting married. Because that's what people do. People get married just to shit on other people. Well, well com coming from perspective of somebody who purchased an engagement ring recently, I did want the wedding. Okay. But, for, but not for the whole $50,000 start our life in debt thing. I just wanted to see my wife in that dress. Now, if I could see her in that dress, me in a suit, and it'd be like 50 people that we really fuck with, I'm fine with that. It's not about we can, to feed. We can do... Feeding y'all. Oh. Feed yourself. Golly. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's a that's a lot of responsibility for one day. This nigga gonna have a BYOB wedding. <laughs> BYOB, BYOF. Like... <laughs> Bring your own shit. Bring we your just, own food. We're going to have a potluck wedding. Me, me and Bay, and whatever food y'all bring. And what and what will be wrong with that, though? There's only one thing wrong with that. You don't know what everybody's kitchen looks uh, like. That's, that's the only uh, thing that's wrong you, with okay, that. You got, you got me there. You got me there. I mean, and I know, once again, like being bougie and shit, we, we tend to be like that. But, I mean, niggas going eating Waffle House. I'm sorry, dog. Waffle House ain't the cleanest. Waffle House isn't is it supposed to be clean, though. <laughs> I don't trust a clean Waffle House. What? Yeah, you said that. Like, if a Waffle House is new, you got to give it, like, six months before you go eat there. Dang. Y'all like, uh, got to dirty this place yeah, up a little bit. Y'all got to get a little grimy. Pre-fight or post-fight Waffle House. You know, it's, it's different. Wow. Ooh. 
I might need to fuck with that post fight Waffle House. Okay. Because the energy is in there just like high. <laughs> it's <Cook>. electric. <laughs> yeah, the cook in there, the cook in there just getting out like shit. Niggas here got me fucked up. Did something just recently happen in the Waffle House? Something That's always, like every day. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was something that went like viral. Something went yeah, out. yeah, yeah. Somebody was in there fight, fight the cook and he, took, he needed to take a break or something. Oh, somebody really was fighting the cook? Yeah. Oh shit. They was in Waffle House throwing down. Damn, I should have got some. And you know Waffle waffles. House got those shooter sleeves now. Really? You haven't seen the Waffle House shooter sleeve? No. Oh man. <laughs> Bro, Waffle House is on another level. Man, that's crazy. I need to buy me one of them hoes. Boys putting up 35 and scrambling eggs. That's <laughs> that's beautiful, man. Low, low key, all Waffle House is is the house that Allen Iverson built. It looks like Waffle House is Allen Iverson in his prime. Damn. Tattoos. Braids, shooter sleeves, no practice. This nigga Jay is responsible and has all the facts, man. He, yeah, he, he does. He does. Sometimes he's <laughs> not as I quick. Say? He's not as quick, but for the most part, I, can you just give me a compliment? Damn, like no, <laughs> what the fuck? I'm not here. I'm not here to coddle you, Jay. That's the problem. It is a problem. You've been, you've been nurtured and mommied all your life. You need a nigga in your life to tell you. Fuck out of here. Pause. Do not need a nigga in my life. <laughs> Dog. I do dude. not need a nigga in my life. You got too many niggas in your life. That is very true. <laughs> I'm just saying. But now, nah, but on the on the uh topic of marriage though, me personally, if she wants one and I feel she deserves one, because like I said the other day, you know, you really don't deserve shit. You need to earn it. So if I feel like I'm with a, a woman that has earned it, and I mean if she really wants to be with me. Then nine times, I think traditionally the man's side of the family is supposed to pay for the wedding, right? I think no, the woman's, woman's father. father's supposed to pay for the wedding. Does that shit still take place? Get your marriage game up. Well, you already behind. Right? Golly, I didn't know that. I, I mean, if your family's well off enough to do that, I'd hope so. But I don't think that happens as often as it used to. Yeah, traditions are just fucked off in general. But yeah, like I said, man, if it, if it's earned, then and it's something that I'm going to pay for, I just want to know that I'm just doing something that... To me, I feel like I'm not being played. I mean, I would love to provide all that for the woman, of course. Yeah, but I'm I saying, would. I don't think I would be able to in this day and age. In no. this climate, it's too much going on right now. And the last thing I want to do is enter into a union and here's like, boom, here's 50000 of debt. Right there. We got to pay this off. And we've been generous with that 50 Gs. That's very generous. Yeah, I think that shit hit more than that. I've, I've seen trash weddings cost 30 Damn. Nigga, I ain't got an open bar. Bro, the venue alone is gonna run you eight racks. Huh. And the cold part about it is, if you try to get married anytime within the next eighteen months, you're just gonna have to pick a day they're available. Like if you're trying to get a sentimental day or something like that, but I hope that whole available. What happened to the days of getting married in the backyard? Who got a backyard with all these people around now? Mm. Well, once again, it's if you're trying to invite all these people that I really don't even fuck with. Low key, if I was to have a wedding today, I probably it'd probably be twelve people show up. That's how I want it to be. To be real with you, I, I want I would like something real intimate, fifty people. 25. That's a lot of motherfuckers, Jay. But then again, she I guess got twenty five. I got twenty five. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have a big family. I don't like a lot of my family. Man, let me tell y'all niggas about my <laughs> Jesus Thanksgiving. <Christ. laughs> he just casually just since, since we're here, let me tell y'all about my Thanksgiving, right? Damn. So, I'm leaving Houston, going to the country. I refer to the country as Livingston. That's, that's where my family's at. Okay. My mom texts me. Hey, you mind picking up your uncle? I said, no. He just better not ask me for any money. 
I don't hear anything back from her. So I hit her one, hey, I'm getting ready to leave. She said, all right. So that means don't pick your uncle up. I, I leave. I get outside of Houston. My aunt takes me his number. I'm already gone now. Get to my grandma's house. He called. Well, let, let me talk to Jay. What's up, Uncle? You 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 come to, to, to Lockwood and pick me up? No, sir. I will not. I just drove an hour and a half from Houston to the country. I'm not driving an hour and a half back, then driving an hour and a half back. And if I have to take you home, that kills my whole night. I had plans. So then he hits me with the, well, nephew, uh, uh, see if you could just Western Union me $25. For what? Man, me and, me and Joyce got into it and all my cousins with their family and stuff. Um, you 60 years old Dang. and you owe me $40 right now. <laughs> I'm not giving you any more money. That's crazy. Man, you going to get your money. I'm not because I haven't got the 40 you owe me now. So you want another 25? Nah, you got to talk to somebody else. That nigga charged you an inconvenience fee? <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what he did. Basically, since you can't come get me, send me some money. Say, Unc, you got me messed up, bro. You 60, you 60 years old. Why are you still fighting with your gal? First of all, it's not his gal. It's definitely his old lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely. Let's get it right. Um, damn. That's a fucked up Thanksgiving. It was, it was something else that happened to you, right? I, I got a fucking second degree burn on my wrist. Oh, yeah. Then me and my aunt got into it about my sister. I should have stayed home. High key. I should have just stayed home. Sister, the one that's about to graduate? No, my other sister that's in Dallas. Oh, Because okay. she stayed in Dallas with her dad's side of the family. And my aunt was like, oh, well, she should be here with us. Why? Uh, see, well, I this know. is her family. Well, see, the way the family work, you got <laughs> one side and you got yeah, another side. side. And if she with the other side, she's still with family. She's still with family. Yeah. Oh, well, why are you being so dramatic? First of all, dramatic isn't the word you wanted to use. Second of all, you just mad. End of the day. And I'm not going to let you slander my sister right here. She ain't doing nothing wrong this time. We pick on enough for when she messing up. She all right this time. Damn. I should have stayed home. You really should have. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Like I said, I like having a small family. Should have stayed home. Hit up Boston Market. It was open? I don't know. They said Golden Corral be open on Thanksgiving. They I said that bitch it. be fucking packed. They said they actually said that that was like a growing, that's a growing thing. Like people eating out for Thanksgiving. Like motherfuckers yeah. don't even cook no more. Stores don't even close no more on Thanksgiving. Damn. I mean, my, my love Black love. Friday. You know, because I know yeah. I know the mall by my, by, the mall by uh the mall by us it opened at two. Like they was doing Black Friday shit at two. Bro, I was laughing in the last episode. You was like, bro, they be talking about Black Friday all month. Like, oh yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> goddamn day. I'm like, it's still Black Friday deals going on right now. And yeah. I'm just like, you you motherfuckers clearly. Can can cut y'all prices on an annual basis. Like y'all can always cut it. Y'all just greedy motherfuckers, man. They really do though. A lot of the Black Friday sales don't even be as good as the sales throughout the year. Dog, I, I know. I mean, uh, damn, this is gonna sound funny, but uh, I know Victoria's Secret be doing some shit. They be having the women going crazy, bro. Bro, I swear to God, that semi-annual sale happens dog, four times a year. It, dog, I it swear it comes crazy. four times a year. <laughs> but they said that shit be good though. I, I don't know how I, I, I've always just felt like Women just be shopping Women be shopping They be having <laughs> a flash sale On drawers That's funny <laughs> Oh that no Hey when them panties Five for 25 Women be in though Dumb. Like all these drawers You got Like I got like 10 pair of drawers <laughs> You got 37 pairs Of underwear I got drawers From the 5th grade I still wear So I mean <laughs> Fuck it Dog. 
But hey, man, uh, we we really got here today. It's funny that you brought up um, just just think about Thanksgiving and just think about family, and you talk about your uncle being sixty years old. Um, do do you, I mean do you think at any point in his life does he that he felt like his life was a success? Like, do you think, do you, do you, I mean, I guess it's, I, I sometimes I see, I hear people talk about success, right? And I feel like, mostly with our people, that it's kind of tunnel vision. I feel like with us, success is all about popularity and money. And I feel like you could be successful in so many ways, but then when I hear you talk about your uncle, and I mean, I know you ain't like, it's no malice towards him, but you know, you say he's 60. Yeah, he owed me money, that's malice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, that's what I'm saying, so... And overall, when you see a sixty-year-old dude still, you know, trying to come to his nephew for forty dollars, like, how do you view him, like, as a man? Like, is that something that you look at me like, man, like, I never want to be like that because he was unsuccessful? Or can you even say that? Yeah, I can definitely say that he's unsuccessful. But I also, I also understand that my uncle isn't operating on the same educational level that I am. Oh, okay. What do I, you, what do you view as success? What's your definition? My defi- my definition of success is very broad and very plain because uh, I look at success as waking up happy and going to sleep happy. Okay. And you can I think you can only judge success a day at a time because anything that I accomplished in the past may not hold may not hold any weight in the future, and it may not hold any weight in the present. Okay. Okay. Your uncle would have been very happy if you would have put twenty five on it. Hey, and he would have had me very fucked up if I put twenty five <laughs> on it too. So, so okay. Even though I don't like talking about celebrities, do you, do you think that Six Nine's career was a success until the arrest? Do you, could you like, like would I consider him successful? Yeah, yeah, I consider him successful. If what? that's if that's what his goal was, that's see see because he to me I don't I don't see him as a successful artist. I see him as a successful entertainer. I think that is him. What he wanted to be, he just happened to be an artist. He just wanted to. He just wanted to be famous one day. If he that, just wanted that, to be famous. So, so for me, that's what I kind of view as success. I feel like honestly, like you could look at somebody and tell like their life overall may have been an unsuccessful, like you know, unfortunate series of events, and then you just all out just unsuccessful. But for me, I kind of feel like if if you constantly are attaining goals that you set. On a on a yearly basis, daily basis, monthly basis, I feel like you can pretty much call yourself successful. Like it, I don't think that success necessarily has to be, oh, um, I'm the best president of all time. Being becoming the president was a success in its own. You can't really take that away from somebody. If that was his goal to become a president, then he was successful. Now, if he was a shitty president, I mean, we all know how that goes. You can't you can't please everybody. So uh, that's kind of how I view. What you think? For me, in regards to 6ix9ine, I would say he was probably unsuccessful because the way he came into the game, it was unsustainable. You can't sustain that type of success that he was having because he was too violent, talking too much shit, too negative, and you can only have those viral moments so many times before it backfires on you. Mm-hmm. A good example of that, another one, is a boom gang. Yeah. Whole lot of gang shit turned to a whole lot of fiend shit. He looked strung out. He looked like he about to die any second right now. I don't know who that is, my bad. For real? Like, I've, I've heard people say boom gang. Like, what is this? The little crazy nigga that be doing dumb shit. Like, he'll walk into the store and just start knocking racks down and doing shit like that. He'll go to Dunkin' Donuts and hop the counter and serve himself and stuff like that. Yeah. And it, was he getting paid to do this shit or he just did it? He is. He was now, but 
they deleted his Instagram and all that shit. Damn, I, for I think real? he got I think he got depressed off his Instagram being deleted. He had like a million followers plus, and they deleted his Instagram because I think he did like a a porn scene on his Instagram, and they shut his shit down. Jesus Christ! But yeah, his first viral moment was when he walked into Popeyes and served himself. He hopped over the counter. He was like, "Y'all take too goddamn long." I think I seen that before. Yeah, that's him. Oh, okay, okay. Cause I I know um. He got like tattoos on his face. Yeah. Ah, okay, okay. okay. Shit, you just named half of America right now, bro. Uh, yeah. You, you just you yeah. just named Boom Gang. You named six nine six Lil nine Lil Pump baby, Uzi, dog. How do you think? Would you would you say Triple uh, X's career was a success? Hmm. I feel like he was working towards success, but he was you know preempted before he could get that fully jumped off. But yeah, overall, I would probably say he was successful. A little hard headed though. But see, I, I, again, I, I think success isn't even that big of a scale. Like, somebody can be sober for one day that, that's an alcoholic, and I consider that to be a success. It is a success. But but can you call him a, a successful, successfully rehabilitated individual? No, I can say he was successful today. Today, yeah. That's, yeah. that's all I can say. Another thing is, really, my definition of success is success is a measure of self. So, really, nobody else can really tell you if you're successful or not. I'm like just giving that. my, you know perspective on their success or you know whatever you want to call it their their upbringing and all that type of shit but really nobody can really tell you if you're successful or not in my opinion no that yeah like like to me you know i can't say jay-z was successful after reasonable doubt because i i was like however old when reasonable doubt came out no i was older than four he was eight (laughs) what you 88 baby 89 87 that shit came out in 96. Yeah, so I was about nine. I, I definitely wasn't listening to Reasonable Doubt at nine. Nah. But see, like, I would consider Jay-Z a success after Blueprint. Like, right there, when Blueprint dropped, I would consider that a success. And what he's done since then, mm-hmm. you know, just adds on to that success. But at that point in time, it was a success to me at that at that day. Hmm. I mean, but and then, well, my definition, that means, like, every year he was constantly seeing a different type of success because he kept growing towards that Blueprint moment. Just like, I mean, Reasonable Doubt, I think it went... It went platinum like two years later? Yeah, it went platinum late. Late. I yeah. think it was a lot later than that. Oh, okay. What about Illmatic? Illmatic? I think that was a classic out the gate. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. That shit, <laughs> classic and success. Like, that shit, the way they be labeling classics these days, bro, yeah. I'd be so fucking confused. Like, I just, how many Kendrick albums are classic? That's a good question. I mean, I I personally do think um, Damn was. I don't believe the first one, the good good um, good kid, Mad City. I don't believe that was a classic. For I don't me, think the Butterfly was. It wasn't. My favorite Kendrick album is probably Section Eighty, and I still don't know if I would call it a classic per se. Does Does that count? I mean, that's his best album though. I thought, but I thought that was before he got the deal. It I mean, like it's, around, it's still his work. I think, oh, okay. I mean, that's that's. I still listen to that album to this day. I just never classify that as one of his um, mainstream albums. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I didn't know section. It's really not. It's more so like a mixtape, as they would call it. But it's so I, far gone, isn't it? It's all original content. Yeah, so far gone. I, I think Friday Night Lights is J Cole's best work, and that's Me not too. an album. Yeah. Okay. It, that is his best work. It's not. It's no denial. Okay. okay. <laughs> my fault. My fault. <laughs> no, they didn't. He peaked. Oh, you. Oh, you really want this work? Oh, okay. That's I don't okay. Buy it. I don't buy it. You can schedule oh, okay. it for after. Stop doing push-ups in my place. Well, I'd be so sick of this nigga coming over here doing push-ups and all types. No, you gotta. Keep I, I kid y'all not. We've had to pause this episode three times so he can do mini workouts. No, yes, you got man. to, dog. You gotta keep. Gotta keep ready, man. 
He's over here sweating for no reason. How can I plan my wedding if I got to catch, catch up to the push-up quarter? Bro, <laughs> it's, it's crazy how that mindset actually pushes wedding days. Like, people be trying to get it in for wedding days. Like, people be like, hey, like people hit me up, be like, hey, man, you know, about to get married, man, try to get back into this gym. Like, bro, she's already accepted you as the, as the nigga you are. You ain't got to do that. Now, she has to because she want to fit into this tight-ass dress. Like, you just got to get Taylor right. But these, but a lot of women, they will drop those twenty pounds to get into that dream dress. I don't blame them for it. Like if if I were to get married, I was, all right, babe, we're gonna get on this workout plan. We're gonna be in our best shape when we get married. So when we go on this honeymoon, we can floss on every goddamn body. That's that's what I wanna be. I wanna floss my happiness. That's all. You know what I you know what I told you, like I want somebody to to text me in the morning, hey, hope you make it to work safe. That's when you told me that I got I kind of got sad because I kind of I, I mean, I'm a sad individual. I will, uh, you are you are Bojack. You are Bojack. <laughs> I am Bojack. No, I seen like two episodes so far and I'm just like this nigga is very depressed motherfucker. But it makes sense though, knowing that he was successful at one point in time. So to go through this, you know, just 17, 15, 20 years of just being an average Joe, like that should have probably turned you to alcoholic real quick. And um. But it made him, I, I kind of feel, every, when I watched those two episodes, it made me realize that some of your deeper thinkers have, they go through those bouts of depression, and that's where you get some of your dopest quotes from, because of that, those dark moments, and it, it gets you to thinking, and you're like, fuck, and then you just start to writing some shit, and you start thinking of some shit, it's, it's almost like The weekend, bro, when The weekend is happy, his music is Trash. awful, he needs to be sad, coked up. Depressed, like, like a Mary J. Blige album. Like, whoo, Mary went through a breakup. We finna get we some finna heat. Get some, yeah, you know. And um, I actually think that for a long period of time, a lot of artists were 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 fighting, like they were fighting to find those moments to, cause so they could recreate. I think that's why Andre never dropped another album again because I think Andre realized that when he dropped the love below, his mindset was somewhere that he'll never reach again. You know, it's and and I, I believe. I believe he was pretty down, you know, and it's, it's, you don't, I mean, don't get me wrong in order to make, create content. Like you talk about, you know, you want to, um, uh, you know, tap into that part of your brain, but not if that means your happiness though. Cause at the end of the day, like he could, he needs to just drop his features here and there. That's why, that's why once again, when you talk about goats and success and stuff, like I let people slide with saying Andre isn't the greatest because for so long, all he has give all he's given us is verses. So I'm like, I, I'm not gonna argue with you on that because when the last time he gave you five songs, you know what's funny though? I feel like you're vulnerable when you're happy. I just thought about that shit. You are. You are. Like, you put up with less shit when you pissed off. Definitely. When you're happy, you be letting shit slide that you would never let slide in your life. You become a doormat, and niggas just try run off on you. Yeah, and it's once that to me that's a that's a problem with this world we live in because. I believe a lot of the people you come across these days are opportunists. And also I think Erica Badu's vagina is a window seat to the black hole. She got a movie coming out with Taraji. It's, you seen that shit? J Electronica album still in there. Bro, that whole is still in there. <laughs> God damn. That nigga J I listened to a J Electronica track yesterday. That nigga be spitting now, but it's like, can I listen to fourteen tracks of this? I pre ordered that album like eleven years ago. <laughs> I haven't got it yet. Bro, I'll probably get detox before I get this shit. <laughs> damn. Dog. Detox just as bad though, bro. Like that shit is awful, bro. Okay. I've been as a, as, a, as a mature mu- musical listener, music listener, 
Nobody really wants detox. Not no more. I really think Dre, Dre didn't write his rhymes in the beginning. You just wanted the beats. That's it. So, I think Detox was that Compton album he did with that NWA movie. I think he disguised it as something else. I think that was probably yeah, Detox. Yeah. yeah, he's he's done a lot of little things, you know, in a, in a span of like five years to like you realize like this was probably some Detox work, but we just gonna throw it in there because um, I know when he grabbed, when he when he got when he had a hold of the game and when he got Kendrick, a lot of writing was going on, and you know it's just it's just never it never met up, but um. Yeah, like I said, that that is true, man. Um, when you're when you're when you're pissed off, and you ain't you you automatically know like, in this moment, I'm not putting up with any shit, and you feel more, um, if you feel more like it's a duty to let niggas know not to fuck with you because you're already pissed off and you don't want to reach that breaking point to where you have to still off on somebody like how I still off on you. I think women do that a lot. <laughs> I think women do that a lot in terms of meeting new men, like dating wise and shit. They put this big ass guard up and shit, and they just be super irritated and pissed off and shit. You gotta penetrate all that bullshit, you know. Oh, you definitely gotta gotta fix the mistakes of the of the past, man. <laughs> I actually had a conversation with a, a chick in a, in a bar, uh, not too long ago, and it was two things I got from it. One, she, she wasn't a very good listener, and uh, two, I agree with you. Like she um she kind of came off as. When I come in here, it's 80% chance some dickhead is going to fuck with me. And even if I like this dickhead, pause, I know, <laughs> I know that his, he's meeting, I'm in this bar. So he's not looking for nothing, for anything long-term. It's, it's, I'm in this bar. So most likely everything that comes out of this bar is going to be temporary. He may never want to see me again, even if we were to hook up afterwards. So now I need to put this guard up to let him know that if you really do like me, you're going to pursue me in a, in a, in a tough way or in a consistent way to prove to me that you just ain't here trying to find something to fuck. Because the, the perception now on, the, on any scene, club scene, social scene, men are out here just trying to fuck something. Women out there just trying to have a good time with their friends. It's a lie. It's a, it's a bold-faced <laughs> lie because everybody out there be trying to fuck. But... Go ahead. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. That's why I be so tired of y'all two niggas, man. Y'all always got all these women friends and shit. I be like, how the fuck do y'all have all these women friends? This shit is out of this world. He got way more women Can friends. Can y'all break this me. break this down to me? How do y'all have women friends? How does this work for y'all? Me personally, I'm gonna I'm get I'm gonna do mine first because I don't know how he does it. I'm gonna be 100 with it. Like, it's not a lot of women like that I that I've uh, dealt with in the past 10 years that there wasn't some type of sexual relationship there. And even if it ceased, you know. I could still talk to him just based off the fact that I kind of felt like the sex never meant, oh, we're going to get married. It was never like love, love making sessions. Like we both know why we were here. And I mean, that's just being honest. And the reason, like I said, the reason we could still maintain that friendship is because we shared that moment. We've, 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 we've been there. There ain't nothing you could really hide from. I've seen you naked already, you know? So just out of respect for the fact that we've already crossed those boundaries, it's easy to kind of, I can't say platonic because it's no longer platonic anymore because it can always happen again. But the fact that we can maintain that friendship and not have sex is just based off the fact that I mean, it's just like a mutual respect for each other. You you view him as a human after a while because you know they're just as flawed as you are. But see, when you're dealing with a woman that acts like she's never done anything like I, like premarital sex, it's a lot tougher because you, you I mean, personally to me, you'd be dealing with a bullshitter. 
And it's kind of like what you say, Sean. I don't really trust people that don't curse. And a lot of that goes with the fact that in order to not curse in, these, in this day and age, you're, you're restraining yourself a lot. But when you're cursing, you're just letting loose. It's, no, it's, it's like you're drunk. You know, the drunk person and a six-year-old going to tell you the truth. But a motherfucker that's constantly restrained and, 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 and uh, keeping that guard up is not going to be honest. Just like that girl in the bar. She may, she may walk in. Uh, James Harden may walk in there. She may be a huge James Harden fan, may love James Harden, but she finna act stuck up. Because she wants to, she wants to put on this image or this front to make it seem like she's stern when she's really not. Put some liquor in her shit. She backstage with you know, with, with Bon John Bon Jovi or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's just how it is. So, so for me, I just always feel like once you've already crossed that threshold of seeing each other in a, in a vulnerable moment, you just kind of just get a natural respect for each other. Me, I don't have a bunch of female friends. I can count them on my hand. But most of the women friends that I have and I would probably consider them uh, female friends, probably old co-workers or classmates that just hit me up from time to time. Nobody I talk to every day. It's not happening. Not happening at all. Now, Mr. Responsible, Jay. <laughs> Bruh. I was sitting here thinking. Let like, me hear this breakdown of how the dynamic between you and your, your, your lady friends. I was sitting here thinking. I was like, when was the last time I made a female friend, a new one? And I don't think I've made a new female friend in like the past four years or so. Like every every like you said, everybody somebody I went to school with, mm-hmm. so somebody I met through somebody I was dating or mm-hmm. something like that. Like those are the extent of my female friends, mm-hmm. and I think I maintain my female friends primarily because I don't look at them as female friends. I talk to them just like I talk to the boys. Okay, like I will say, you know, they'll they'll hear that foul nigga shit that go on in the group chat. They will hear that. Okay. To to know that I'm just another man, but I don't look at them like, oh, that's a female. I'm trying to finesse her. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. And I don't hang out with them. Okay. I'll text you. Key. That's this, key. That's key right but there. But I'm not hanging out with you in person. I'm not doing that because that brings into more of the physical attraction. I keep you around because you mentally stimulate me. And apparently I mentally stimulate you. So that's why we talk. But if I start hanging out with you, there's going to be some physical attraction that I'm going to get to you. And then that's going to end up in us crossing the line. So I don't hang out. See, I know women hear this and probably assume that I'm asking this question because men can't keep their dick in their pants, paws, and all this type of shit. But what I really mean is, like, I'm a cold nigga. Like, a woman not going to be able to hang around me 24-7 and not want me to be with them. I've, I've had women friends, so-called, that I felt like they were my friend, but... The whole time, they were really plotting on us being in a relationship together. It wasn't me trying to be in a relationship with them. It was them trying to be in a relationship with me. And I feel like I'm in a room with two other gentlemen who um, got their shit together and shit and who garner a certain respect in the streets to where I feel like women should be trying to get with y'all. I guess it's my point. So I don't feel like, I don't see how y'all really have all these women friends. It's like, what are they thinking? First of all, my They don't sh- want to be with a cold nigga? Like, what's the problem? What's the... <laughs> they don't want to be with a cold nigga. First, the, first of all, fracture? my shit is about together as the shit you take after you eat Taco Bell. Wow. Okay. But like you said, like you hang, you start, you start hanging out with them. They's like, damn, this nigga is cold. They start doing that subplotting. That's why I don't hang out because just like you, I know I'm nice to be around. Okay. Like when I when I'm trying to seduce a woman, I want to make sure that I'm in her presence more than I'm in her phone because I work better in person. Okay. Like I can't build an online dating profile because I don't like to sit there and type and brag about myself. But I can. You can get in person with me, and I you will you will just feel the vibe. 
this nigga's a Jehovah's Witness. He's knocking on the door. Go ahead. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> hey. So with that, that's why I don't hang out. Like, even if, like well said, even if the relationship is platonic, like, I don't hang out with anybody I used to sleep with. Like, that's just that's just bad karma like that. I don't, I can't do that. I don't know how, I don't know how you do that because anybody I used to sleep with and I continue to hang out with, I'm going to want to sleep with them again. Hey, I could want to do a lot of things. I don't, I don't know how to do it though. I mean, I, I mean, no, all bullshit aside, it, um, one thing that working out does do for you is it builds up willpower like a motherfucker. Like I can, I'm not saying that a, a chick can just get naked in front of me and I ain't finna try to get, try to smash, but I can say that I'm not scared to say no. And that's just based off the fact that a, a real nigga gotta know when to say no. If a, if a nigga every time he gets the opportunity to say get some ass, he says yes, he is weak, and a woman should run from him. You know, and that's just that's just that's just my opinion on that. I don't think women know how to handle a, a man with options. They don't. I feel like that's a rarity amongst men. When you say a man with options, what do you mean? For instance, like. People always, other guys always walk up to me talking about, oh man, she like you, man. You ain't trying to hit that. You ain't trying. I'm like, nah, I'm good, man. I mean, nigga, nigga, you crazy. Nigga, you crazy. That type shit. Like options to where you, you don't have to sleep with every woman that smiles at you. Type shit. So, so, and you say you don't think women can handle that? Yeah. I think, I think, I think a lot of the women that I come across think that every man has that. I think every woman has that. Me and Jay say that all the time. I feel like I definitely believe every woman has. I think that. a woman can be a three, and she still got four or five niggas in her in her DMs trying to smash. The mailman trying to hit it. Yeah. The nigga at Kroger's trying to hit it. The nigga that stopped at the red light trying to trying hit it. it. Yeah, and 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 I understand, ladies, that the quality of man and you liking that man is the important thing. But that's the same with men too. Man, uh, um, like I said, a, a, a strong-minded individual ain't just trying to smash everything. See, this is what people get confused, and I'm be honest with you. Uh, me and Jay, we are pervs. So, and, and I had to put you out there, Jay. I'm sorry. I, I am. I am a perv. We we lie. just like any other person out there. We see Instagram models, we see Twitter, you know, stuff, and we we see women, and we know when they look good, and we can say, "Yeah, she's hot. I smash that." But that doesn't mean that I'm going to pursue and smash that. That just means that she is sexually attractive, and I think people tend to get that misconstrued like dude like it's a bunch of women out there that uh are are sexually attractive but do i want to fuck with them on that level fuck no i ain't fucking with that basket case because i'm not trying to get killed see 20 23 year old me was fucking anything that moved yeah dude, anything that moved wilding. 23 year old me i was down me I, 30 on the verge of 31 i'm cool on the meaningless sex it, it, yeah. i'm cool because i know meaningless sex comes with meaningless drama I'm not having meaningless right. drama for a meaningless nut. And you see, and, and it's really hard. Like, trust me, it's real hard to 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 casually sleep with someone and have to have those moments where you got to be kind of cold to remind them, like, hey, like, this is all it is. It's just casual. And like I've said it before on the show, like, I don't really believe in casual sex, but the truth is, it happens. You you have sex with a, a person, and I mean, like, friends with benefits are a thing, and it's just. It's so many variables to make to, to where it can work, and it's a lot of variables that take place that make it real hard. But in all in all honesty, man, it's just I'm just a firm believer in don't take the shit for granted, don't take advantage of it, and know when to say no. Like niggas be out here wilding, like niggas be out here raw dogging a side chick, and then wondering why the side chick fell in love. Like, bruh, you out here raw dogging, bro. Like. And and you're you're having that sexual, means something to women. Yeah, I mean that should mean something to anybody. Like, I'm, no, I'm serious. Like raw dogging, like unprotected sex. Like boys be out here wilding with that, and like 
it's like that Pikachu meme, bro. Like, nigga be like, you got STD, and you just look like Pikachu, like, huh? Like, no, bro, you out here wilding. Of course you got an STD. Of course you got her pregnant. You know, it's just, it's to me, meaningless sex, like you said, it brings on meaningless drama, and the consequences, you can't be surprised with them. So I think that's how I'm able to have the amount of female friends that I have because I feel like I always think about those things. Like, is this shit going to be... This shit's gonna be real awkward when we're sitting, you know, in a in a clinic together. <laughs> like, you know, and like let's 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 chill. Let's actually, like I said, respect the fact that we're both humans, and and it and it's possible. Like, I mean, and I think my female friends know that I don't want to sleep with them, and I think that gives them a sense of trust. Your female friends know that you have a goal in mind, and and that's to get married and to have a kid. And I kind of feel like it's they automatically know, like, well, he don't want to get married to have a kid with me, so. I don't got a chance. That could be true too. You know, because all my female friends, they know of my my um, relationship situations. They know who I've been dating, who I have, I, I've dated in the past, who I'm dating now, who I plan on dating in the future. Like they know, and they know their name doesn't fall into that spectrum. Man, please, they out there DMing the nigga right now with all gold teeth. <laughs> they they DMing a short light skinned nigga that look like Ti without Ti bank account. Man. Basically, yeah, it's yeah, it, it it's it's sad out here, dog. But at the end of the day, man, I mean, a lot of us are kind of shallow. But at the same time, that that shallowness will come back and bite you in the ass. Cause I I know for a fact that a lot of people out here that are in Jay's situation, this is gonna be shade. Uh, that are in Jay's, <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be shade. This is, that are in Jay's situation. Just they just sometimes you overlook the right one because they don't look like the one you want. Yeah, it happens, bro. Like I did it too. You know, and that's where I am now. Just a single asshole that, you know, just, I'm cool with it, though. I've I've gotten to the point in my life where I've accepted the consequences of all my past mistakes. And, Mr. Javius, you don't need to go that route. You need to you need to start, you know, buckling down and realizing that if you got some quality in front of you and you do have that goal in mind, which I hate it being a goal, but you have a mindset. You feel like your relationship material. You feel like you're uh a, a, a groom you feel like you're a future groom then you gotta you gotta start looking at the, your partner like okay that's definitely somebody that i also hate this term that's wifey material so but kind of kind of what we talked about the last episode um you don't you don't see wifey material and then start getting your shit together yeah, when you decide you that's what you want you that's should, when you start getting your shit together correct pro, pro being proactive about everything to me like I tell people all the time, uh, well, Sean said, I got it from you, Sean. You hate when motherfuckers say, I wish. Like, yeah. all that, I wish and shit. Like, nah, bro, ain't no wishing. Ain't, a genie is not about to come out of your fucking, your Jergens lotion bottle while you're jacking off. And, <laughs> and, Yikes. <laughs> Pause that one, too. Pause that one, too. And, and, and just grant these wishes. Like, you got to put in work. Like, but at the same time, don't let the work stress you out. Like, I'm a firm believer in rest. Like, make sure you rest, but at the same time, if you want to attain something, sitting back and wishing for it is not going to make that shit pop up. You got to put that shit into action, and you got to be proactive about it. You can't say, oh, shit. We all did it when we were in high school and college. Like, we had an exam, and we're looking like, damn, how that nigga get an A, and I got a C? You know, we both studied. Nigga, you studied the night before. He studied for three weeks. You got to be proactive about the shit. That's my biggest problem with women right now. Like... I'm in a creative zone right now, so I haven't even really been just like looking at women like that right now. I've been focused on creating all types of shit. I just don't have time for a relationship right now. 
the modern women to me, you know, they hear that and they just automatically feel like, oh well, you get the it's right a challenge. Woman. Yeah, they, yeah, it's a challenge. But then a lot of women, um, I would say, quite a few of the ones I know, they feel like they'll be able to build you up and help you become more creative. Don't know how they're gonna do that. I guess you know maybe that Victoria's Secret semi-annual sale when they when they when they walk in the room and they half-ass naked and you try to create something. I guess that's supposed to inspire you. But no, no, all jokes aside, it's there are women out there that feel like they could inspire inspire you. So I think for the most part, if you know, for me personally, I don't feel like I can multitask, and I feel like being in a relationship, you're definitely multitasking. And if you definitely know that you suck at multitasking, don't waste a woman's time. That's my that's my goal in life. I don't want to be in a situation where a woman could look at me like, oh, he wasted my time. Because people really feel like you can waste their time. I feel like they're all learning moments. Yeah, I told you that, Jay. I'm like, uh, there's, for, it's, it's, it's going to be at least going on three years before a, a woman could say, oh, he wasted my time. It's been almost three years now, and I'm proud of that. I don't have to worry about what? No, I, I'm I'm listening to you, but at the same time, we we even talked about this. Like, it's only a waste of time if you were forced to be there. Ooh. You made the choice to be there. You talked to me about this yeah. a couple of days ago because I was feeling like, damn, I you know I did you know that person bad. Like I wasted their time. You you're like, no, they're they're not naive. That's an adult. Yeah, that's like, an adult. Situation. They made that open decision to be there. I mean, and so just you the, can't take all the, you can feel bad for, you know, how it played out and what you did, but also shit, you can waste your own time too. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been in this type of situation before, Sean, but I mean, I made a post Sean, the other right day. now. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I know you probably felt it was about you, but like, no, seriously, like I was, I was messing with a, a female years ago and like she got married. Okay. And, um, even after she got married, you know, she would hit me up. And well, well, after when she got proposed to, and I'm be, I'm being honest right now, when she got proposed to, when she was just a fiance, she was hitting me up to be loose with it. She was hitting me up, so oh, she was being loose with it. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and and me being young, you know, I was like, shit, fuck it, you know, when you get married, you know, we gonna cut ties, and that's not the situation that happened. Happened, you know, they got married, the marriage went downhill, and but every time, you know, once they got married, yeah, she cut me off, but whenever shit was going bad, she would hit me up. You know, and like the first time I'm like, oh, shit, you know, she let it come to you lying about, oh, we about to have a divorce or we're split up. And then you just being a nigga thinking with your penis, you're like, fuck it, why not? But then you realize, like, hold on, like every time shit going wrong with your relationship, you're not going to just keep hitting me back. Like, you're not going to just keep coming back to me. And I feel like I needed to address that. That's why I, that's why I said what I said the other day. Like, I feel like everybody, if you ever had somebody that genuinely fuck with you and you just you just like pretty much push them off to the side and come back into their life. You you try to treat them like a you know a revolving door. Like you have the right to be like fuck them. Like I hope everything bad happens to you. You know. And I'm not saying I wanted to marry this girl, but we were just cool. And I know for a fact that if somebody comes to me and you ask me something, I'm gonna tell you the straight up fucking truth because I feel like. Regardless, friend or not, there is never a reason to lie to somebody or to bullshit them when they're coming to you for advice or to just get insight on the situation. A lot of people feel like, oh, if I if I tell them this certain thing, they're gonna think I'm an asshole because I'm being too honest. But what is too honest? You know, like it's almost the same thing as being too nice. Like, what the fuck does that really mean? That's what I want to ask Mr. J over here. I heard you always talking about like the whole nice guy shit. How do you feel about being a nice guy? Are you really trying to change that or you just joke about that? 
I'm really trying to change that because personally, lately, I've realized that I can't be everything for everyone. And I think that's what really fell into my whole nice guy persona. But do you feel like you're being nice to cater to people or are you genuinely a nice person? I would like to believe I'm genuinely a nice person, but I do fucked up shit from time to time. So I can't really say that that's my mentality all the time. But like when people come to me and, you know, genuinely want advice, if I have some experience, I don't mind sharing that. Yeah. I don't. And I, I check up on my friends. Like I'm, I'm the strong one that, that checks up <laughs> on everybody. So, hey, you good? You know, I heard. I remember you was going through this. You all right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if that falls in, into being the nice guy, but. Also, in times, that's that's worked to my, my disfavor because I've been too nice. Which sucks. Like you just said, like you, like like I just, you know, you were saying, you know, being happy. When you're happy, you're helpful. You know, you tend to be, oh, I'm happy, I'm helpful. See the homeless guy for to give him some change, you know. You know, speaking up with, the, you know, talking to the cashier, holding the line up, being a nice guy. And, and, you know, the result is you end up pissing people off and then it kind of just... The bullshit comes back to you, and then you're pissed off again because you realize, God damn, I was just trying to, you know, just trying to, you know, shed some shed some light to the world. At the same time, I feel like, like in Jay's situation, I feel like you're doing a lot of quality shit. I don't feel like you should dumb yourself down to the masses. You really only need that one person who's gonna understand that shit. It's that a lot of these people not deserving of it. Nope, that's it. You being nice to the wrong people, I would probably say. But I don't think you should dumb your shit down to cater to motherfuckers who don't. Appreciate real shit To me the shit you do Is real shit You doing shit for your mom I hear you talk about On the podcast mm -hmm. For your family Nieces and I don't know Nephews or whatever The case may be I feel like that's all Good shit I mean I don't feel like You should change that shit The world doesn't deserve that I tell people all the time Like I'm just being real with you like, I tell people all the time Donald Trump Is the president That this country deserves Because this country is shit So why do you deserve A good president all, I mean, this country is literally shit. I, I, I said something the other day about Houston being a terrible city and people being out here, a lot of them being pretty shitty. Even though it's just probably one in four, you still come across a lot of shitty people. And then I posted that shit when I was like the most sinful cities. Yeah, I remember A lot of that. like lust and vanity. Like, like we're number four most sinful cities in America. I don't know how they really, you know, chart that shit. I, re I read the article. They, they, they have a methodology. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's decent. It makes sense. Oh, okay, okay. And I mean, and it's vanity and lust. It, it tells you a lot about people, especially vain motherfuckers. Like, if a motherfucker vain, a lot of times they be narcissistic. A lot of times they're they're selfish as fuck. And like, that's what we're around probably for seventy percent of the day, unless you fucking with people that you really genuinely, you just you know you vibe with. And I don't think that a lot of people. Or even in those situations no more. Especially in Houston. A lot of people in Houston, like, they love to clout chase. They love to clout chase. And, I mean, that's a new buzzword everybody uses now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Clout chasing is definitely something that has made people, has put people in circles that they don't need to be in. You fucking with this group of niggas, you hate all of them. Like, why are you Bruh. fucking with these guys? Simply so you can have Stats. access to ass. Which, you know, to me... Uh, people don't like to admit it, but you know, vagina, you know, messing with women, that's a resource, man. It's a resource. And like when a man has, like you said, a man has options more than likely because he's, you know, he, he's on, you know, he's going to take advantage of that. No matter if that is sacrificing his overall happiness. And that's ridiculous to me. Like, fuck that shit. People don't like, like you say, you don't really care about people calling you like a minimalist or saying, you know, talk about minimalism, but 
I don't understand why people don't like simple shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, why do you need everything to be complicated? Makes no sense. I hate complicated shit. I'm a very simple, straight to the straight line type of person. I pick up an Android phone. And I feel Android phones are complicated. I'm sorry. I don't, if you have an Android phone out there, you're doing too much. I, uh, I do Apple like phones are simple as fuck. I do like how you said that, that you're being nice to the wrong people. Because I've had the I've I've been nice to the wrong people, and I've had people be nice to me, and I've been that wrong person. Mm-hmm. Like there's been reasons. No, you should have been nice to me when you were, and I came and I completely took advantage of situations. And I've also been in situations where I've been nice to people and they took advantage of situations because I've been in a position to be nice, whether it's giving my uncle $40 and he not pay me back or, yeah. you know, any other kind of situation. And then once people get what they need from you, they vanish. Mm-hmm. So you can't you can't be nice to everybody. Nope, nope, nope. You you and it's And even though you can't be nice to everybody, it doesn't mean you even need to be mean to them. What it means is you need to remove the motherfuckers. Yeah. And that's no matter how many people post that shit on Instagram, oh, you need to remove the toxic people from your life and blah. The shit ain't easy. I know it ain't easy. But th- what makes it harder is you prolonging the shit. You got to pull that bandaid off. Like straight up. Like motherfuckers be bullshitting and, yeah. they, and they make the situation harder. They make it, the longer you fuck with something, the more attached you become to it. True. So you automatically should go into something with the mindset of, you know, um, I'm hoping this shit work, but if I start seeing signs that it ain't gonna work, I'm finna move around. There ain't nothing wrong with that. You protecting your peace. And it kind of all goes back to success. It kind of ties all in. Like what people perceive as success in terms of me, I walked away from all the shit they would call successful. I don't want a house. That's looked at as success. I'm not really a big fan of fucking working for other people and all this type of shit. I walked away from money to do this content type shit on a more consistent basis and all that kind of shit. I walked away from all the shit people would deem as success, but I still consider myself successful, though. Oh, yeah. I, I, I definitely look at myself as successful just based on the fact that, I mean, I, one of my goals every day is to, you know, like you said, wake up, go to sleep, you know, get up. Um, I also always tell myself every day I, I need to do something that um, is beneficial um, to, my, to my, my existence, meaning like if I just tell somebody something today. I want to tell somebody if I, if I tell my son something, twenty like twenty thirty years from now, I want him to be like how it was when you put that frog on my arm. I want to remember that shit. I want him to think about that shit and be like, you know what? Like my dad told me some real shit, you know. And that mean, if the, and it's it's as simple as that, just saying something, or if it's just you know, um, chalking up a conversation with somebody at a fucking washeteria or something. Just being just being useful, a useful fucking person in society. You know, if I do that every day, then I find that as a success. I don't need to become Steve Jobs next year. It doesn't. It's not necessary. It's kind of like my podcast. Like I don't have a lot of listeners and shit, but I feel like my shit is successful because I'm getting my point across. I'm having fun with it. I'm getting the little feedback that I do get, and I don't care if I don't get a million followers and all this other shit. It's gonna take time anyway. Of course. Mm-hmm. And, and and not only that, um, I look at it as, as a success is because me and Jay personally, we know people that have been on the show that have said they were going to start a podcast or start a blog or something, and they still haven't started that bitch to this day. Yeah. You know, you told me you was going to start your shit. You started it. Nigga, that's success. Like, it's a lot of it's a lot of bullshitters out here, you know, and it's a lot of people trying to get it. And, and you can literally start a podcast with a nine, $9 microphone off Fat Kids deal and the computer that you have. Not even the computer. You could do it with your iPhone. I was just about to say you yeah. can do it with your iPhone. You really this $700 phone that you have in your pocket. And I, and I tell people all the time, like when I was here the last time, I was like, bro, like I don't knock a person 
that's making money off of an expensive phone. Like if you just got a phone to show off mm -hmm. or you just got a car to show off, you kind of got to look at this shit and you got to ask yourself like, what is this really doing for me on a day-to-day -day basis? Like not to put Jay's business out here, Jay got a real nice car. But what people, what people fail to realize is that nigga makes money off that car. Like, I was offended you, when he pulled up. I was I know, right? <laughs> like, bitch ass nigga. This nigga, man. It's dirty though. Man, this is, is it gonna rain today? Yeah, I don't think so. I think oh, it's supposed okay. to be nice. I, I might hit that car wash. But uh that nigga Jay actually gets in his car and gets compensated for going to places and actually stretching it out. And that makes sense. It, I think if Jay didn't have that type of job, that nigga might just be riding around here in just a regular average car. But it's like My car is regular and average. It's not. It's kind of like me. I moved over here, and I live in a, what I would consider a nice area and shit. Everybody had, like, fucking Volkswagens and shit. So what did I do? I got a fucking Volkswagen. I said, fuck it. The reason, I, the reason, and, and me and Sean have similar cars, meaning, like, they're kind of discreet. And I think the reason, like, I have a discreet car, and I'm similar to you. Like, I live in, a, I live in this area, and it's like, to me, it makes sense to, like, not just want to be flamboyant in an area like this. And... I feel like when you're when you're discreet, you're safe. Just like niggas, n loud niggas get killed all the time. Takashi, straight up, bro. I mean, what did what did Rick Ross say? I, I hate to change the subject. What did what he was he shooting slugs? I can't remember. What I don't he remember said. exactly what was said. But it was on that Meek Mill song. I can't remember the exact phrasing of it though. How did he? How new was that verse? Like, it's, on, well, it's, it's like he wrote it last week. Nigga. Yeah. But that album, I guess, that shit is strange. I'm like... Man. I mean, everything's digital now, so you can turn in an album the day before you're supposed to release. Like, oh, it, it okay, okay. So it basically, matter. albums are just yeah. mixtapes now. Low-key, like, because that's what mixtapes are. He, he said, screaming, gang, gang, now you want to rat. Racketeering charges caught, caught him in a trap. Looking for a bun, lawyers want a tax. Purple hair got them faggots on your back. Man. And Rick Ross would know he was a fucking corrections yeah, officer. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, he he know that lifestyle. He know that. I never really, I never got mad at Rick Ross for being a CEO. I just I just felt like my nigga kind of toned it down a little bit. You know, you you t you acting like you really fucking with Noriega, but you probably just had conversations with Noriega in jail because she was his fucking correction officer. That's how I feel about Young Dolph. It's like my nigga, stop talking tough. What's I, I don't know what happened to him. I don't know much about him. He keep getting shot at every day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does yeah. get shot at a lot. I would tone that down quite a bit. I mean, the fuck? You playing all defense. When you got to the no point offense. where you have to have a bulletproof vehicle, it's kind of like, you know, maybe I need to change where I'm living. Is it too late? It's too late. That nigga talk shit like that? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's too late. Damn. Memphis is a very violent city anyway. Uh, yes. Very. Yes. Very underrated for its violence too. I'm telling you, man, people I was I, I was at the airport and uh I was stuck there for five hours talking to this motherfucker. We were watching um uh Golden State play, but um we, we were talking about where we were from and I told him, you know, I was like I was I was born, you know, north side of Chicago and he was like, Man, you know, he started talking about how Chicago was real nice and Jay can attain to that. It's real nice besides the fact that you see niggas out there boat ganging. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um it's crazy how places like Little Rock, St. Louis, Memphis in New Orleans get overlooked for their violence and they always focus on Chicago. It's St. Like, Louis has always been one of the murder capitals. Bro, St. Louis is violent as fuck. Absolutely. And, and niggas don't talk about it because it's not, it ain't mainstream Chicago. And, and I tell people all the time, another thing that I've noticed, and I mean, basically I just hate the media. 
And that's probably one of the reasons why I was excited about doing the podcast is because I always felt like no matter what, I'd never be a puppet. And you're always going to get the, the genuine perspective of a nigga living in Houston, Texas. And th- I think nothing beats that. It's like I say all the time, like, I ain't knocking Joe Budden, I ain't knocking Joe Rogan, but at times it's really hard to tell if they're being authentic because these niggas make a lot of money. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm paying nigga a million dollars to do a podcast. Now, I'm sorry, man. I'm going to have an agenda behind it. I'm going to have to push this message. And I ain't saying that that's the case, but I'm saying, like, sometimes you got to pay attention. And you even said it. You listen to Joe Rogan, but you say sometimes he might say some racist shit. I stopped listening. That's what I was about to say. I oh. stopped listening to his podcast because he was having a lot of white Kinda, supremacists on his podcast. Yeah. Like Milo, Minneapolis, and all that. Ben, Shap- ben Shapiro was on the show. He right? had him on his podcast twice. It's just like it's crazy. Yeah, and, yeah, and even uh, Jordan Peterson don't fuck with Milo. Milo is is is, is too much. And, and people people kind of look at Jordan Peterson like like he may be racist yeah. because of his um, obsession with you know um, Hitler's Hitler's regime and shit. But I kind of feel like the thing about education. A lot of times when you're trying to educate yourself, you can't you can't put those boundaries on it. You gonna you gonna dive deep like. Like, even with me, like, one of the most recent things I started doing was, like, I really started, like, looking at stories in the Bible. And, like, that's not extreme or anything, but at the same time, like, I'm t- I've been trying to get an understanding of religious people. Yeah. And, like, most of the religious, since I've been reading the Bible, most of the religious people I know are full of shit. Even more now. <laughs> it's like, or did y'all just miss this line? <laughs> Seriously? Like, one of, one of my favorite stories right now is, uh, I want to say, uh, it's just it's Peter's story. And uh, it's just a moment where... Uh, where Jesus was uh, getting apprehended by by the Roman soldiers or whatever, and like they was like, you know, Peter, hey, you with him? That boy, Peter was like, hell no. <laughs> like, he's like, you sure? No, I don't know him. Are you Jesus sure? Jesus of Nazareth? No, 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 no. And like to me, that moment was so perfect because I realized that Peter is a lot of these niggas these days. Like Peter represents every nigga that fuck with you until you until you fall off. Like, oh, you, oh, you ain't on no more. Oh shit, you about to get persecuted. Shit, I gotta find the next nigga to clout chase with. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's crazy. And I'm sitting there like, damn, like the the Bible has a lot of fucking strong metaphors in it. You know, excuse my cursing, but it's the truth though. And like, people just literally all they do is take the fluffy shit out of it. It's like, dog, the Bible is not fluffy at all. The Bible is brutal and truthful, regardless if you're religious. And I feel like I needed to do that in order to educate myself and better understand people. And like I said, it just made me understand people are more full of shit than I ever thought they were. Like like, like, we, like we had this conversation. I asked I asked Will, I was like, when was the last, uh, I didn't ask him when was the last time you've been to church. I don't want to get into that. But I was like, you never hear a pastor talk about taking that L and holding it. Okay. They, they, they'll tell you about taking an L and overcoming, but they never tell you about taking an L and having to hold and live with that L. Nothing. Pre- no, they don't prepare you for how to hold and live with that L. They just say, oh, you're going to overcome it. It's a minor setback for a major comeback. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes you just took this L and there is no coming back and you got to hold it. They don't tell you how to, how to deal with that. I'm actually, I'm a, yeah, I know. I'm actually going to church with my mom uh, on the 13th for some... Um, for some Christmas thing and Basket she, weaving She might as well Pause. be She just My mama looks at me Like I'm a heathen So she's just She, she knows I ain't been In the long so I think the last time I went to church Was with my Man, ex You see a heathen <laughs> <laughs> I, I can say I don't have nothing Against the church But I, I'm just like Anybody else I judge people And I'm not finna sit here And listen to somebody That's just as sinful as I am 
Like, I'm not about to go to church and superhead as the preacher. Like, come on, man. Like, let's 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 be real here. And a lot of times, that's the case. You know, even my mama said it. You want to you want to you want to find a devil? Go to church. Whew. Like, it's just a lot of niggas up in there trying to wash their sins away. Like, bro, you just you just left the club two in the morning. You ain't here in morning service thinking that you that this is finna you know this is not a Catholic church. You're not finna do twelve Harry Hail Marys and you're forgiven. Like, that ain't the case. I'm just like. I mean, that's and that's how I perceive people. Like that's what they do. Like they go into a church to to press the reset button. No, young man, you're still a dog. No, young lady, you're still a whore. It is what it is. Speaking of car washing, they're using like a quick a quick wash. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. I'm gonna wash this bullshit off of me. I'm gonna come out clean. I'm gonna do some fuck shit again. I see you <laughs> next week. Let me let me go wash this fuck shit off from last week so I can put new fuck shit on for next week. I witnessed that shit for two years, you know, with, with you know, not with just one individual, but like multiple individuals I was just close with. I I witnessed them, you know, just in, in church hungover. You know, or just, you know, in church still smelling like last night. And I'm sitting there like, This ain't what's up. Like this ain't for me. Like I, I I'm, I'm a, I, you know, you talk about self help. I feel like I self teach myself a whole lot, and that's, and and that's, that's another thing that's wrong with people. Like, if you're, I feel like if you're not able to actually grab something and and kind of teach yourself, like a lot of us taught ourselves how to cook. Really, like my mom ain't sit me down and teach me how to cook. I, I kind of, I paid attention, but for the most part, no matter what, in any type of learning you do, you're going to stop and say, okay, I'm gonna try this. I'm going to do this because you're trying to teach yourself something new. And that's how fucking family re recipes get made. Like, just trying shit. But the point is, like, we don't have enough of that anymore. Niggas are just, niggas are just sheep now. If you ain't leading me somewhere, I don't know where to go. I'm going to just sit still. Shit's ridiculous. Absolutely, man. I I don't know. How do y'all feel about the young generation and shit, though? Like, where y'all see this shit going? I mean, shit, man. When you come to me with that, I'm gonna tell you right now. It's gonna be. I got a dark perspective on it. I I tell my son, I'm like, you y'all finna be in for a rude awakening, like in the in the next 10, 15 years. I see it. One of the reasons why I'm a visual person. This is one of the reasons why I watch movies and TVs, TV shows and shit. And I don't just. I usually I dedicate you know days to that. But um, shit, I was watching um, the movie Mute on Netflix, and um, the it wasn't a good movie, but the setting. But made a lot of sense to me, and um, it was uh, basically kind of had that fifth element vibe to it. And a lot of times you're looking, you can't tell who's a man or a woman. Um, there was still there was still an obsession with greed there. There was still violence going on. Uh, you could kind of tell like it was real, like it was like just chaos. And you can tell that it stemmed from a, a most most of the society making a bad decision and not realizing it. And then just kind of adapting to it because that's what humans are going to do. And I really feel like there are a lot of bad decisions being made today and we're going to pay for it 10 to 15 years from now. And shit, we're going to be old and just doing what we're doing. We're going to be kind of like the baby boom, baby boomer generation. The only difference is the baby boomer generation, they were a part of a generation that kind of had it right, but then they let it go. They fucked up. And at the end of the day, it's like you can't really be mad at the fact that, I mean, Inflation is going to happen. Population growth is going to happen. And there are powers. There are people out there trying to stop that from happening. I think uh, Bill Gates is one of them. Um, but at the same time, man, you really can't do much with population growth, bro. Like, people fail to realize the more people are in one place, the hotter place gets, right? 
So the more people that are on Earth, the hotter the Earth is going to get. It's really simple science, but people make it complicated. <laughs> I tell people all the time, man, if you if you read back on Genghis Khan and what he did, yeah. this motherfucker, like... He, he relied on the elements a lot. Yeah, but he 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 eliminated so much of the planet that he made it go cold. <laughs> like that's he is he is death walking. But that's how, it was the first Thanos. Basically, basically, and that is that is important to know that when we better pray nothing like that ever happens again. But I, I keep telling people like if you don't read, you don't look at history. We're gonna repeat a lot of shit just based off the fact that. All we care about is the van- the vanity type of vanity part of it. It's a lot of it's a lot of politicians out there that are gaining popularity just because they're pretty and they they sound smart and they're popular. But at the same time, bro, like these people, when the shit hits the fan, they're gonna be like uh, on the newest season of um, American Horror Story. They're just gonna be in this fucking bunker held up while the world is ashes because this select group prepared for it and they were protected. Because they knew what was coming. That's basically what a lot of our politicians are. A lot of our politicians are going to be on that plane with Elon Musk on Mars. And we're going to be burning the <laughs> fuck up. Just saying, bro. Elon Musk might be Jesus. I don't know. Hey. He's definitely Tony Stark. He's Tony Damn. Stark, bro. Damn. I know you want to be Tony Stark, but Elon Tony Stark. <sighs> he's, li- he's the living Iron Man. He's a living idiot. Yeah, he is. He do. He be doing some dumb shit. He's the he's the epitome of a nigga that just you should never gave them niggas money. Basically. But on that note, I got some Netflix recommendations. Don't no, play. <laughs> <laughs> You've been giving recommendations the whole show. <laughs> I be sliding the holes in there like he used to fucking slide in Jay Z verses. <laughs> I did manage to, to have. You a did long that shit a whole run. year that you you kind of fell off. God, my, my mind has been elsewhere. He was hot when he started. <laughs> well, I used did, to be top ten. How does verse? How did his verse go on his new album? I heard people talking about it. Ten. I had to. I think currency posted some talking about. I'm not even going back in the studio no more. Like because he was that like, verse off Meek's album. You talking about? Yeah, yeah. It was like I heard Jay Z verse. I'm not even going back in the studio no more. We was just, just talking about that. That shit was tough, man. Really? Okay. It, okay. It, it was cold. I'm gonna give it a chance, then, man. I'm, me personally, I'm be honest with y'all. I like Meek. But I gotta be in the mood to listen to Meek. You'll be okay with this album. Yeah, you'll be okay. Okay, okay. he calmed down a little bit. Yeah, it, it, his his delivery is a little more clear. I think oh. this is the most digestible album you're probably gonna get digestible. for somebody who doesn't. I like that I like word. That. Necessarily like Meek. Yeah, you know what I'm saying I, I don't dislike him, but I definitely I definitely put him in the category of I know you're gonna be offended by this of a DMX, and that's actually an insult to DMX, but. I just never was always in the mood to listen to DMX. Yeah, I feel like you. It just wasn't going to happen. It's like Zero. Zero, a cold like nigga. Too. Go ahead. No, I was saying, I did listen to DMX the other day, and like, I still fuck with Yeah, DMX I know. Too. That's your guy. That's your oh, guy. Yeah. I mean, he, he ate up Jay-Z <laughs> freestyle. <laughs> he really did. Dog. He really did. I was like, what the fuck? But DMX just took that freestyle dark, and it was like, dog. dog. But that's who he was, though. I, I, is he still alive? Like, he's still. Oh, yeah. He free? Is he, he free? I don't know if he's free. I think he he in jail like in Phoenix. He might be out. I don't know, man. I can't remember. Hmm. Well, but yeah, I, I fuck with DMX, but once again, I just you know. What are you gonna say about Flip or Zero? Zero, zero, zero. Yeah, it's like Zero. I mean, Zero is probably one of the coldest motherfuckers in Houston ever. He's top three for sure. It's just that he's real depressing and shit. I mean, yes. if you're listening to that shit, you either on the way to a robbery or you just oh. came back from one. 
or somebody just or somebody really just pissed you the fuck off. That's what Jamarcus was saying. He's like, I never just got with Zero, but I've always fucked with Zero's production. He always knows how to get you know some nice beats that fit him, and I, I vibe to Zero any day. Uh, most of most of his his shit that when once once he got out of jail. Like in 0405, I fuck with a lot of that shit. His older shit was very Southside Houston-ish, and I just didn't fuck with that that much. But for the most part, I always knew it was him and Chameleon there when it came to H Town. Like, they, I honestly felt like you, you're not you're not fucking with them. And there are more, but I just I felt like Zero and Chameleon are on the top, are on the top, and obviously Bumpy and Pimp C aren't Houston to me. But I, I would put Bumpy up there. When Zero, I mean, when um, Chameleon that boycotted cussing, that's when he kind of fell off. fell off. It's like, yeah. my nigga, you're not going to cuss, really? Yeah, like, like he he was, Chameleon, everything Chameleon does is always a business move. He's always trying to be strategic. When he did that, he was just trying to, to me, I think Oprah was involved in that. I think that was around a time where um, it, was a, it, was a, it was a woman's movement that was going where they got tired of hearing rap songs with the word hoe in it. Oh, and uh, it was a group. It was a panel of women that came on the Oprah show, and I believe Common was on there. And of course, <laughs> I, uh, I be- and I believe like it was just like you know I'm tired of y'all using the word hoe. And I think that um, how times have changed. Wow. Now they embrace it. Wow. So um, I think he was trying to get attention, and I remember when he got his Grammy. I felt I, he he. I guess he realized like, damn, you know, I got this Grammy and it was actually a surprise. The only person that knew he was gonna get that Grammy was Fifty Cent because Fifty Cent tapped him on the shoulder. Was like, hey, bro, you finna win this. And uh, don't get me wrong, Riding Dirty is still a heavily quotable song. Oh yeah, especially especially <coughs> the whites. But um, I I, <laughs> I, I think um, he was just trying to stretch that fifteen minutes and it, it backfired. You know, it, I could see that. That was a real good album too. That Ultimate Victory. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that nigga, yeah. Commander was, was special, man. He he he's still doing his thing. He had the new combos app. You know, he he's doing his thing. And niggas a tech billionaire, damn near now. Basically, yeah, yeah. You know, he. he but know, you, you see that with Chameleonaire Slim, like they diversified themselves. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I just you asked about the young generation earlier and I remember Slim said something about oh yeah what was Slim saying I forgot it. he said something he basically said you young niggas are lazy y'all don't want to work stop coming to my parties I'm gonna start kicking y'all out my parties and yeah, all this other about, shit why don't, you, why don't you just put us on Dude, why, why aren't you putting nobody young on he's like shit yeah. I got it I hustled I grinded myself like I believe a lot of that a lot of the young generation looks at the, their situation they're like okay Lil Baby really got put on because of Drake. Is that a, is that a fair statement? He was already signed by um, what's them niggas? Coach K and them, the Migos and all uh, them. I forgot. Oh, quality okay. control. Yeah, he okay. signed with them. So so I mean even Migos. I mean what what you don't have a Migos that you have today if Drake didn't get on Versace. I mean it's it's fair to say. And but I, Drake is that artist that that'll give you that boost. He'll he'll what, find. A regional hot track, and he'll jump on it and give it a, a boost and take it over. Yeah, and that's where clout chasing comes into play, and that's what this younger generation is about. They feel like, well, I got I got a little talent, nigga, put me on. Like I'm doing all the work I can because going corner store to corner store selling CDs that ain't that ain't the wave no more. Everything is digital now. Um, like, had, had you even heard of? Um, Panda before um, Kanye put it on his album. Had you heard heard of Designer before? Like to me, that's Kanye's song. Like, oh, I've heard the Designer version of Kanye's song. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, 
I understand where this younger generation is coming from. I understand Slim's frustration. But my thing all in all with the younger generation is, I just think that they're arrogant for no reason. I'm like, bruh, chill out. Like, y'all not even... Like, I, it, you know, I, obviously, like, I be, I'm in the movies heavily. And, like, I, I, it's a few forums that I go to, and I'm, like, seeing, like, niggas arguing. And, like, I go click on their page and realize this nigga's 16, and he's trying to tell me about the first Spider-Man. My nigga, I saw the first Spider-Man in theater, and I was grown, and I actually <laughs> understood. Like, I watched it. When, like, I, my parents didn't pay for me to watch Spider-Man. Nigga, you were in diapers when Spider-Man came out. And, like, you're trying to debate with me about... Like something that can't, like people felt real. Like, no, go ahead, go ahead. A real quick story. Payless just did that recently. Mm-hmm. Payless had that high end store they made. They put all their Payless shoes in the store. And then what they did with that is they had influencers and shit come in the store and shop around and shit. And motherfuckers was like, oh my God, these shoes right here are so high quality. You could tell by how the fabric meshes together and all this bullshit. Wow. It was a Payless shoe dressed up in a high end store. And people were paying $600. For nineteen dollar shoes, saying how exquisite the quality was and all this other bullshit. Dog, rebranding is the wave now. Every company is trying to rebrand now. Like that is what is up now, and that's fucking crazy. That is fucking crazy. But no, I mean, damn, you gotta send me that. That's because <laughs> that's similar to when I was watching this one video. Like this, this, this guy was walking up to um, Democrats and was telling them. Trump quotes and they were agreeing with them and I'm just like <laughs> that's funny like and they didn't really they were dressing them up I was saying Hillary said it and they was like oh I agree with that and I'm just like <sighs> ignorance is bliss I guess man I don't you know I don't want to just go on another tangent but at the end of the day um, you gotta you gotta have balance in there you gotta understand the younger generation is they just see things differently man like they like we did compared to our elders yeah, I still think that this technology is a, is a variable that we couldn't compare to. Because in 2001, when me and Sean was going around neighborhood hooping, we didn't have phones in our hand, bro. The only electronic we had in place was probably a fucking Walkman. A fucking Walkman or a CD player that if you if you moved funny, that bitch is finna scratch up and fuck up. And if you had that, you was the coldest nigga in the neighborhood. Straight up. Like, nigga, we traded basketball cards. <laughs> like, damn. I don't see kids doing that no more. Like, it's just, and, and the crazy part about it is those basketball cards still hold value. Because old school niggas will still buy them hoes. Like, we cherished actually being able to touch things. We cherished being able to, to you know, being able to admire something in the presence. Like, that's not, that's not quality anymore. That's why even us, we, we fall victim to realizing that women have stretch marks. Women have bumps on their face. Like, they're not these digitally improvised women that we obsess over on the internet. And that's what our, our younger generation is growing up to. You're... You're comparing Spider-Man 1 to fucking Infinity War. Do you know? I didn't even know what CGI was when I was 15, 16 years old. You grew up and CGI was already a thing. So you don't, you can't appreciate Spawn how I appreciate Spawn. Because yeah. you had already fucking seen, you know, like, you seen you, that. You don't appreciate the, the horrible CGI in Spawn. Basically. Yeah. You know, and they, 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 they don't talk about Blade, you know, being one of the first. Because they don't understand, like. It was like it was the most successful Marvel franchise, and it was they were actually good. <laughs> well, trying out for the next Blade, by the way. That's hey, why he be working out so much, bro, man. This I nigga would. think he's slick. Bro. I would, I really would. You already know who my my top candidate is. The nigga from Michael the, B. Jordan. No. <laughs> Michael no. Jai White. No, the nigga from the Last Purge. Oh. I guess he's on the show Insecure. 
Is he on the show? Instagram? Oh yeah, I, I don't remember his real name. Oh okay. No. Yeah, yeah. The dude, the dude, cold man. He can act, man. He can really act, and I feel like he has that size and he has that. You know, he's he's a better actor than Michael B. Jordan. He's, he just is. What well, was that? Sh- no, that was Pooch Hall. That was a different guy. Well, he was on there towards the end. What? He was on the game, that TV show that was on like the light skin guy. Went to- yeah, he was on there towards the end. I thought he'd been on the show the whole time. No, because first started out as Pooch Hall. And then Pooch Hall left, and he came on. Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Okay, what happened to Pooch Hall? Got tired of it, I guess. I think he beat up his wife recently. Nah. Mm. I don't know. He's on Ray Donovan. Niggas be out here wilding. On that note, what's up with that nigga Kareem Hunt? Oh, you saw the video? No. (laughs) What happened? Watch the video, my fella. Yeah, yeah, you you won't have any questions after you see the video. But this happened in February? I don't know what time it happened, but they just released the video footage of this nigga wilding out and shit. He got yeah. released from the team off the video footage. Yeah. Shit, if that shit happened in February, they held on it that long. Well, the, sorry. According to Adam Schefter, who's my source of NFL news, everybody's source. <laughs> he said that the the team interviewed him about it, and he told them a different story. And then somehow TMZ gets the ch- tape, and it shows something completely different. And they was like, yeah. "Oh no, you out of here." Yeah. He whooped her ass. Nah, he was, he, <sighs> he was trying to, it seems. Yeah, he was trying his hardest. But then he kicked her towards the end of the video. But I guess the display of violence is was and lying to them people who already don't want you in the league anyway. He put his hands on a woman, which was something he shouldn't have done, period. That, that's what it boiled down to. I'm not even finna go the route that I was gonna go, but yeah, niggas fucking up. It's all about timing, bro. Oh, yeah, this playoffs about, coming around. You gotta yeah, get it's, him out the it's box. It's timing. It's timing. I feel, I feel like if Big Ben. Did what he did in the past three years, he probably wouldn't be in the league. He shouldn't have been in the league. I don't know. I think Big Ben stays in the league. I, I just when I just said that, I said it very sarcastically. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, I'm, just saying. I'm just letting you know, like, it's, I mean, don't get me wrong, bro. Like, come on, they they suspended Agent Peterson for disciplining his son. Like, come on, man. You saw the uh, some nigga just recently in 24 hour fitness or some shit fouled somebody. And the dude that got fouled caught the cops. <laughs> I seen that. And he wanted to kick him out for the day. <laughs> it's like, do you want to press charges? No, but could you just kick him out for the day? Same thing. Another college player fouled somebody or accidentally did something to somebody in the game. No, that wasn't And they an kicked him out the college. That wasn't an accident. They kicked he elbowed the shit out of him. Fouled they kicked him, him out the college. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you talking about flagrant foul? Flagrant two foul. Oh. <laughs> wow. They kicked him off the team. They told him he couldn't come on campus. Ethnicity, black? Or this guy talked about. He he was not a cockazoid. Wow, they out here. That's what I'm telling you. But old boy was dirty. The dude they used to play for Duke. What was it? Great Grayson Allen. Yeah, Grayson Allen. He dirty. He was doing all that type of shit. Yeah, he in Utah now, chilling. Yeah, he chilling. Yeah, he had a good preseason. I ain't really heard nothing since though. And Cal Corbin for to come take them minutes. Came straight off four threes on your ass. Yeah, catching. You know, but uh, I guess on the last note, I guess I was uh, thinking about um. Man, I, 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 I hate that I didn't um, listen to that meet because I really want to probably want to talk about it. Uh, but no, never mind. What? No, I mean, I really wish I'd have talk, listened to it because I, I feel like that's one thing that you do on your show a lot. You always kind of keep us in the mix with the music. I but, try to. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and I, I've been slacking with, on, on mainstream movies and music a lot lately. Like I, yeah, you, I, all you do is watch Netflix and, and bitch at people for not watching <laughs> hey, Netflix. Hey, man, I be, my fire stick be going live too, though, bro. So, fuck off. Matter of fact, I need to start stretching for this ass whooping I'm finna get. Man, <laughs> I need to get that projector you got, dog. I ain't, I ain't forgot, man. You been using it a lot, or you kind of... Every you... fucking day of my life, sir. Oh, I how, <laughs> how dare you ask me such such a derogatory question. What's <laughs> wrong with you? No, that projector comes in clutch. Like Somebody at my job just got one for like 600 bucks. I'm like, 
My homeboy said, it's no, cheaper no, no, than that. No. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, y'all niggas out here wilding. Absolutely. $600 for what? Do you understand what a projector is? I know what a projector is. <laughs> no, that shit is literally. <laughs> yes, I know what a projector is. <laughs> no, you paying $600, that's, to me, that's retarded. A lot of people don't know they changed the game on projectors. Now, they got the smart projectors where you got all the apps and all that shit on it. They got Wi-Fi, got internet, all that bullshit. So, And plus, it's the size of your cell phone. Hell, hell, you could take dope, it man. with you, like as Jay. He travels a lot. You could watch that bitch wherever you go. Type shit. Yeah, shit yeah. is hard. I know. Yeah. I, I, uh, that's what I was gonna talk about. Investments. I'm gonna end on that note. Like I said it earlier when I talked about iPhones, but like I think that because we were talking about parenting a couple of weeks ago on the episode, I, I think it's very important to realize the different ways of investing. Yes. And I think that people feel, I think that's one thing that we as people, our people tend to do badly. Like, all we know is money investments, meaning, oh, if you ain't doing this type of investment, you taking the L. Like, no, like, I'm showing as a testament to the fact that you can have 50 pair of shoes. That is a solid investment. But you need to look at it as such, you know, and like, you need to like, when we was growing up, collecting, you know, basketball cards and shit. That's a solid investment. Like, so for the most part, I always tell people, like, don't look at the fact that you work for somebody as a failure, but you need to make sure that when you're working, that you're utilizing that money and in, in, in investing it somehow, not necessarily in stocks and 401ks that you can't control, but shit, you know, put your money into maybe old cars, fix it up, you know, and I see a lot of other people, Hispanics especially, like, they're, they're cold to that. They'll have a front yard full of cars, fix all them holes up. They got a lot. You don't even notice that it's a car lot. Yeah. And it's not a government car. Like, the government know nothing about it. And they finna make money off these five cars. Because they, they the gonna sell them to their community. And they know their community gonna pay them back. Yep. Cash. Cash. Because a lot of them have to pay cash. They can't go to them people. So, yep. it's actually not a cold idea. Real talk. Real talk. But, yeah, man. Um, I, I guess we could slide into words of That was kind of my words of advice right there. Investments. Investment, man. Invest, man. And, and, Guns and, of butter. Oh man, you know what? You know what? Coach, you told me earlier this month that stuck with me, dog. When you said um, pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. That shit, I say that shit in my head a lot. Like that, that shit real though, bro. Like people gotta know when to chill. For real, like niggas don't know when. Like, hey, I'm good now. You gotta chill before you front row at the fight in the fur. This nigga country as fuck, <laughs> dog. That's Frank Lucas. That's an American gangster. He was country. Yeah, he was from North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very true, very true. Yeah, that's that, That's what they called him. Because yeah. Jay Prince says that shit a lot, too. The whole pig slaughter shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, he does? Absolutely. I never listened to his book. How was it? I haven't listened to it. He talked too slow. Oh, yeah, he raises it himself. Yeah. Michelle, Nick Michelle, Nick told me it was it was hard. Michelle read, read her. You got to up the speed on that bitch. You'll be good. About half speed up. That's yeah, actually dope that we can do that. And you'll be good to that's go. That's how I listen to podcasts I really don't like. Because <laughs> that's fucked up. You can't do that to Bamani. You got to slow his shit down. That nigga talk too goddamn fast. He's country. All them YouTube niggas. What's up, everybody? It's YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> like, nigga. <laughs> like, share, subscribe. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, all niggas is wildin'. Sean, you, you got words of advice? Hey, man. I would probably say I could only show you greatness. I can't give you the address. The way you get to your greatness is your own path. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's your path to greatness. You have to Lay your own pavement. That's all I got for y'all boys, man. You got to repeat that again. That was some shit right there. Fuck with that. <laughs> Thought about that a little bit. Uh. Hey, man. I mean, like I say, I could only show you greatness. I cannot give you the address. 
your path to greatness is your path to greatness. That's man. all I got for y'all boys. Thank y'all for having me. That's a bit. I like that, man. You got some because he's the he's the worst of advice, man. You might have just got him, bro. The guru, yeah, because I I, I I literally have no words of advice. Uh, but like you like you mentioned, BoJack Horseman on Netflix. Uh, that's my recommendation. If you like cartoons, watch BoJack Horseman. Um, and you know, I've been sending you the little quotes that I've been stealing. Mm-hmm. I'm I got this quote from one of the characters, Diane. She goes, "It's not about being happy. That is the thing. I'm just trying to get through each day. I can't keep asking myself, am I happy? It just makes me more miserable." I don't know if I believe in it, real lasting happiness, all those perky, well-adjusted people you see in movies and TV shows. She says, I don't think that exists. And that that's not really my words of advice, but I think that relates to the to mental state that I am in right now. Like, you know, if you picked up on some of the clues from earlier in the episodes, went through a breakup recently. I, I always mention my gal, but I've never called Sandy Nicole Reynolds out by her whole name. That's a whole ass. Wow. So she I, you know, let, let her know, call her by her whole name. But hey, just just to send a love letter through the airwaves, just say, I miss you, babe. I love you, and I hope to see you soon. Boy, that's tough. I couldn't do it. That's why you're not built like me. Yeah, so. I'm not. I'm not. I respect it, though. Hey, it I is what it though. is. It's a strong move. Yeah. This nigga about to go for another 30 minutes. And with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Also, with the WWFLIP, when we feel like it podcast. Who we broadcast whenever the fuck we feel like it. We appreciate you all for listening. Go on. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?